Hey, I'm Christopher Schiefling. Thank you so much for joining me for Auscultation, a podcast in search of a humanities-based practice of medicine. Today, we're listening to a passage from the novel Love in the Time of Cholera by Nobel Prize-winning Colombian author Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Love in the Time of Cholera is the story of the protracted romance between Florentino and Fermina. When Fermina breaks off their adolescent flirting and marries another, Florentino, like all hopeless romantics, vows to wait for her. And he does. He waits, and he waits, and he waits. For over 50 years he waits. After the two have lived separate and rather distinct lives, Fermina's husband dies, and the 70s-year-old Florentino renews their courtship. As you'd expect with a septuagenarian protagonist, the aging body is a prevalent theme. In this passage, Florentino has just broken his leg from a fall and is being cared for by two of his friends. Leona Cassiani helped him to bathe and to change his pajamas every other day. She gave him his enemas. She held the portable urinal for him. She applied arnica compress to the bed sores on his back. She gave him the massages recommended by the doctor so that his immobility would not cause other, more severe ailments. On Saturdays and Sundays, she was relieved by America Vicuña, who was to receive her teaching degree in December of that year. It did not seem possible that this could be the same man. This man, handled front and back by two women, who just a few months earlier had made him tremble with love, and who now soaped him above his waist and below and dried him with towels of Egyptian cotton and massaged his entire body while he did not emit a single sigh of passion. Leona Cassiani thought it was the prelude to death. America Vicuña attributed it to a hidden cause whose intricacies she could not decipher. He alone knew the truth, and it had its own name. In any case, it was unfair. They suffered more in serving him than he did in being so well served. Some thoughts on caregiving. Caregivers are the people who help with the day-to-day needs of those who need assistance with things such as managing finances, to preparing meals, to bathing, to getting dressed. Caregiving is essential and grossly under-recognized and under-appreciated work. Typically, caregivers are wives or daughters who are uncompensated despite working an average of 20 hours a week. They usually have no formal health care training and their work amounts to an average of $56,000 per year per patient 
of unpaid labor. These caregivers make up what is known as the invisible workforce. In addition to the fiscal cost, caregiving also takes an emotional and physical toll. With an increased risk of depression, declining health, and even mortality. And the more distressed caregivers are, the worse off the patient. However, the United States health system gives little attention to this group. Medicare only offers minimal and transient caregiver support. And as the hosts of the Jerry Powell podcast frequently complain, the most common electronic medical records do not even have a place to identify the caregiver. Florentino's caregivers are highly representative of their peers. They are both women, neither has formal healthcare training, and neither are paid for their work. Additionally, America is juggling caregiving with earning her teaching degree. This lines up with the 2020 AARP survey of U.S. caregivers, which showed that three out of five caregivers are women, three out of five are uncompensated, three out of five are working another job, and three out of five feel they have inadequate training. Additionally, three out of five caregivers experience moderate to severe emotional stress from caregiving. Similarly, the burden of caregiving for Florentino weighs on Leona and America. Leona gets, and I quote, relieved by America on the weekends, and the passage ends with describing how they suffer in their services. This passage also highlights the incredible intimacy of caregiving. Florentino is dependent on most activities, including dressing, bathing, and toileting. He gets handled front and back, and we see Leona holding his urinal and giving him enemas. At the same time, this is a shifted intimacy. Leona is an old companion and unrequited love of Florentino, and America is his most recent lover prior to the fall. In sharp contrast to the past, now their touch is no longer sensual, only medical. Their dynamic is so altered that it did not seem possible that this could be the same man. And in a sense, Florentino has become a different man for them. These shifts in relationships with caregiving are very common and can be quite disturbing. The child who now has to change a parent's diaper, the spouse who must take away the keys, all of these things can flip these relationships upside down. The emotional loss that comes from transformed relationships is often one of the biggest sources of caregiver distress. On a separate note, here are some of my favorite quotes on caring. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Teddy Roosevelt. Be careful what you set your heart upon, for it will surely be yours 
James Baldwin. America's healthcare system is neither healthy, caring, nor a system. Walter Cronkite. From caring comes courage. Lao Tzu. The secret of the care of the patient is in caring for the patient. Dr. Francis Peabody. Some thoughts on activities of daily living. Activities of daily living, or ADLs, are the fundamental and routine activities like mobility and personal hygiene that allow a person to independently care for themselves. Healthcare professionals routinely ask about these activities to gain a sense of how well a person can function in day-to-day life. The more assistance needed with these activities, the more support caregivers need, and the higher the risk of hospitalization and nursing home placement. This passage, with almost clinical precision, outlines the activities of daily living that Florentino can no longer carry out on his own. We see Leona holding his urinal, changing his pajamas, and drying him with Egyptian cotton towels. Additionally, we hear of his immobility and bed sores, suggesting that he is bed-bound. So at the very least, Florentino is dependent for toileting, dressing, bathing, and transfers. The only activity of daily living not mentioned is eating. With such profound limitations, Leona is right to worry that Florentino could be close to death. Some thoughts on treatments. This scene takes place in an unspecified Caribbean port city in the 1930s, so the medical treatments mentioned carry some historical intrigue. Florentino's doctor recommends full-body massage so that his immobility would not cause other, more severe ailments. My first thought on reading this was, wow, That's a manual version of intermittent pneumatic compression devices, or leg squeezers, for blood clot prevention. However, the intended benefit was likely different. Massage, which was recommended by Hippocrates, had a resurgence in Western medicine in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Physicians at the time believed that massage rejuvenated inactive muscles and nerves, improved bowel mobility, and removed waste by increasing blood and lymphatic flow. Interesting enough, though, there is a recent study that shows that manual calf compression does prevent blood clots after knee replacement surgery. So VTE prophylaxis was likely an unintended consequence of Florentino's treatment. Another medical treatment specifically mentioned is the use of arnica for his bed sores. Arnica, or wolfsbane, is a small yellow flower which is related to sunflowers and is used for its anti-inflammatory and antibacterial properties. According to Sloan Kettering's website on herbal remedies, there are some studies that topical arnica can help with arthritis. And there are laboratory studies demonstrating an in vitro antibacterial effect, though there are no human studies to this effect.
Some final thoughts. As caregivers are so often under-recognized, it is refreshing to hear Marquez's vivid depiction of Leona and America's work. Listening to this passage highlights both the importance and the challenges of caregiving. It encourages us to open our eyes to the caregivers in our patient shadows. Leona Cassiani helped him to bathe and to change his pajamas every other day. She gave him his enemas. She held the portable urinal for him. She applied arnica compress to the bed sores on his back. She gave him the massages recommended by the doctor so that his immobility would not cause other, more severe ailments. On Saturdays and Sundays, she was relieved by America Vicuña, who was to receive her teaching degree in December of that year. It did not seem possible that this could be the same man. This man handled front and back by two women who just a few months earlier had made him tremble with love and who now soaped him above his waist and below and dried him with towels of Egyptian cotton and massaged his entire body while he did not emit a single sigh of passion. Leona Cassiani thought it was the prelude to death. America Vicuña attributed it to a hidden cause whose intricacies she could not decipher. He alone knew the truth, and it had its own name. In any case, it was unfair. They suffered more in serving him than he did in being so well served. This passage was taken from the Vintage International 2003 edition of Love in the Time of Cholera by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, translated by Edith Grossman.